Welcome to Basis Juice, presented by Points Bet Sportsbook. I'm the prop queen, Ariel Epstein. Got some recaps from yesterday in Major League Baseball. The bad teams are hitting the ground, while the great teams are really emerging. I've got best bets coming up for this very short slate of games, six games on the slate in Major League Baseball, four games for the night slate, two games in the daytime. Starting with yesterday, the New York Yankees fell below 500 with a 2-0 loss to the Atlanta Braves. The Braves completed the three-game sweep and outscored the Yankees 18-3. Yeah, that's three-game series. The Yankees' batting average is only ahead of the Oakland Athletics. New York finished with a winning record in 30 consecutive seasons. Is this the year that the Yankees finished below 500 for the first time in Yankees general manager Brian Cashman's career? Most likely probably not because the Yankees do have a pretty easy schedule starting in September. However, the last time that the Yankees were under 500 this late into the season was September of 1995. ESPN tweeted this out. The last time that this happened, the Yankees' former captain, Derek Jeter, was recalled permanently from the minor leagues. Nine active Yankees players weren't even born yet. Yankees manager Aaron Boone was still in double-A. Didn't even see the big Boone walk-off in the championship game to go to the World Series. Nope, didn't happen yet. The Yankees have dropped to now 20-1 to to make the playoffs. Just yesterday... We reported that it was 12-1 to for the Yankees to make the playoffs. In the American League East, the Yankees are 14 games behind the Baltimore Orioles. Preseason, the Yankees were the favorites to win the American League East at plus 105. Maybe even plus 100. The Yankees are now 500-1 to to win the AL East. I had to triple check my zeros to make sure that was right. Yankees are six and a half games behind in the wild card spot. It's a disaster. I've seen people on Twitter saying, hey, don't show up this weekend to Yankees Red Sox. Maybe if you hit the Yankees where it hurts the money, the Yankees will make some changes. I just don't understand how the Yankee scouting department has gotten it so wrong for so many years, while other teams like the Dodgers and the Braves, the Orioles, the Reds, continue to get this these great prospects no matter who gets hurt on the team those teams have stayed relevant this year unlike the New York Yankees speaking of the Braves their righty Charlie Morton looked great yesterday went six innings four hits no runs 10 strikeouts just one walk the Braves are three to one to win the World Series best odds on the board according to points bet sportsbook the Braves are your World Series champs according to Ariel Epstein the Los Angeles Dodgers are your World Series champs. The Dodgers have won 10 straight games. They picked up a 7-1 win over the Brewers yesterday. Dodgers right fielder Mookie Betts went 3-for-4 and scored 4 runs. The Dodgers increased their NL West lead to 10 games over the San Francisco Giants. They've outscored their opponents 61-22 to during this 10-game win streak. Everyone's talking about the Braves, how good their offense is. Dodgers offense is just as good, especially when Dodgers first baseman Freddie Freeman is hot. He ended an 0-for-14 skid with a 3-for-4 night. Prior to yesterday, Freeman was 3-48 with three doubles and two home runs against the lefty Wade Miley, who started yesterday. Five of the Dodgers' seven runs came with two outs. This team is resilient. 
pitching is going to be key, not only for the Dodgers, but of course, for everybody in the playoffs. Dodgers lefty Clayton Kershaw made his second start since coming off the IL. He'll add one run, three hits, and five innings. Struck out just two, not going to be betting strikeout props anytime soon on Clayton Kershaw. However, this is exactly what Clayton Kershaw does best. He comes back from injury after a month hiatus in the middle of the summer. He's ready to go for the postseason, leading this team like an ace. Unfortunately, because of the time off, he can't be up there for Cy Young. However, with the way Kershaw was pitching with a sub-3 ERA, the leader in the Dodgers rotation for wins prior to getting hurt, Clayton Kershaw was the one to look out for in those Cy Young odds. The left-handers' 208th victory yesterday moved him into one of tying Don Drysdale for second most in franchise all-time win list. The Dodgers are winning the World Series. I'm going to put money on midway through. Right now, we're at the, what, it's August. Those odds are going to continue to move in favor of the Dodgers. Probably 3-1 to one is the best you're going to see on them for the rest of the year. Eventually, the book's going to move off. 10-game win streak. You're going to get back your best pitcher, Walker Bueller, from a shoulder injury. Bueller should be good to go come playoff time. Move some of your young pitchers like Bobby Miller or Sheehan into the bullpen. Now you've got depth in the bullpen. You've got a great starting rotation with your starting pitchers all back, even though most of them were out most of the year due to injury, like a Julio Urias. You've got an amazing offense in L.A. The Braves pitching scares me. Your righty, your ace, Spencer Strider in Atlanta, has not pitched that great this year. Forget the strikeouts. ERA isn't there. He's getting hit. The Dodgers could hit Spencer Strider. Then you've got Bryce Elder, who just had his first good start against the Yankees, who stink in a while. He hasn't made a great start, Elder. I just don't really trust the Braves' rotation as much as I trust these experienced playoff contending pitchers in L.A. I love the Dodgers at 4-1 to one to win the World Series. Those odds, again, are going to move more in L.A.'s favor. And a wild card update. Three teams are tied for the final wild card spot. The Marlins, the Reds, and the Cubs. The Marlins fell to the Astros 12-5. Houston took two out of three in that series. Alex Bregman, Kyle Tucker, Chaz McCormick, they all homered in the first inning. Miami did make it interesting. They brought it within one. They were down 6-5 in the fifth inning. It was the second straight game where the Marlins were a fishy line. Reverse line movement in favor of Miami despite public action coming in on the Astros. Miami just they couldn't keep up with these Astro bats. Justin Verlander, the righty for the Astros, didn't even pitch that great. Five innings pitched, five runs, four earned, nine hits, two Ks. Astros scored six in the seventh inning, which helped out Verlander's implosion to the Marlins uh, in the fifth inning. Astros' uh, second baseman, Jose Altuve, returned to Houston's lineup yesterday after fouling a pitch off of his shin, his left shin, left the game early on Tuesday in the bottom of the first. Came back, he went over four, yet Altuve is three hits shy of 2K for his career. The Marlins are sitting in that third wild card spot along with the Chicago Cubs, who walked it off in the most exciting game of the year for the Cubs. Walked it off with a three-run home run in the bottom of the ninth inning, Chicago. It was a heck of a comeback for a team that's made a heck of a comeback this season. Thought that my win total was going to be dead, yet here we are. 
the Chicago Cubs in the hunt. Chicago Cubs second baseman Christopher Morrill hit a three-run home run off Gregory Santos in the ninth. Cody Bellinger, he the outfielder for the Cubs, he sparked the winning rally with a leadoff double. Dansby Swanson, their shortstop in Chicago for the Cubs, he then walked before Morrill drove in the other two runs for that three-run uh, shot off a 99-and-a-half-mile-an-hour sinker. The White Sox, this team, just a disaster all year. They wasted an amazing performance by their righty, Mike Clevenger, who tossed seven innings of two-hit ball. The right-hander's 3-2 and two with a 2-1-5 ERA in his last nine starts. The White Sox couldn't do anything for him. Their bullpen imploded. The Cubs, they're fighting for that playoff spot. They've won three of four against the White Sox in this crosstown rivalry. I like Chicago to take over this third spot. However, you've got the Cincinnati Reds who are also still sitting there right in the mix. In Cincinnati yesterday, um, they split the guard they split their series with the Guardians seven to two. Stuart Fairchild, Matt McLean, they hit two run homers in the fourth. Cincinnati's outfielder outfielder, TJ Friedel, he hit three hits, scored three runs, made two great catches in center field. And Cincinnati they handed Cleveland's right-hander Noah Syndergaard his first loss in 10 career starts against the Reds. Had success against them. That's why I was a little nervous to bet against Cleveland yesterday, solely because of Syndergaard's history against Cincinnati. This team's different. Cincinnati, they surpassed their season win total of last year of 62 wins with their 63rd of this season. We've still got a little over a month to go of the year. The wild card standings when it comes to the playoffs. You've got the Cubs, the Marlins, the Reds all tied for that final wild card spot. The Cubs are at minus 125. Just yesterday it was minus 110. And the Marlins were the team that were ahead of the Cubs yesterday. The odds have the Cubs now winning that third wild card spot. The Marlins plus 140 and the Reds plus 165. Telling you that Marlins schedule in September is daunting. Cubs have it a bit easier. Not a fan of betting the Marlins to make the wild card spot. AL wildcard update, two teams to really keep an eye on, the Mariners and the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays fell to the Phillies yesterday 9-4, and Philly, their DH, Bryce Harper, is heating up. It's only his first two-home run game, or multi-home run game of the season this year, 25 in his career. However, he had a multi-home run game yesterday, Harper. Went 3-4 for four with a walk in his first multi-home run game. Uh, one home run tied it in the... Third inning, and then he made it 9-4 in the ninth inning with a leadoff blast. Phillies right-hander Aaron Nola, five innings pitched, four hits, four runs, seven Ks. Snapped a four-game hitless streak, yet still gave up four runs. This one-two punch of Nola and Wheeler in the Phillies rotation is just not good. People are high on the Phillies. Some think that the Phillies are going to go back to the World Series. No, they're not making another epic run again. Last year, they got very lucky. The same way other teams have gotten very lucky. Like, I I hate using the word luck, but the Baltimore Orioles, they've played above expectations. The Padres, below expectations. Stats do show us expected ERA, expected batting average, expected weighted on base percentage. When When you're performing below or above that, it shows a bit of luck, guys. 
it's been an unlucky year for, or excuse me, it was a very lucky year last year for the Phillies, and I just don't see a team that doesn't have a great one-two punch because Wheeler and Nola are not performing well. And Ranger Suarez, forget it. You can't bet him because in the first inning, he's got an opponent batting average above 300. Anyway, so you've got the Phillies uh, in the NL over in their playoff hunt, but they at least, they beat the... They beat the Blue Jays. So that makes it interesting with the Mariners. The Mariners beat the Royals 6-5. Actually, it was a really exciting game. I watched it because I had the Royals team total over of three and a half runs. Seattle's right fielder Teoscar Hernandez hit a tie-breaking sacrifice line in the eighth. Julio Rodriguez, the Seattle All-Star, had four hits for Seattle, including a ninth-inning single that gave some insurance runs. The Mariners needed it. Seattle's right-hander Luis Castillo, he's been struggling. He allowed four runs. Nine hits in seven innings. Walked one, struck out three. I was feeding Castillo yesterday, which is why I had the Royals over their team total of three and a half. The first time through the lineup, Castillo's got a batting average against them of over 300. Struggling on the road this year, Castillo. Keep an eye out for Kansas City shortstop Bobby Witt Jr. He's the reason that this Royals offense has been hot the last two, three weeks. Bobby Wood Jr. is hitting above 400 with 12 extra base hits, 7 home runs, and 25 RBI in his last 17 games. Don't sleep on the Royals' offense. They're young and they're hungry. Despite being out of the race, they still got something to prove. AL wildcard standings, Tampa Bay Rays are minus 2,500 to make the playoffs uh, and get that final wildcard spot. The Astros are minus 1,200 for the second wildcard spot. The Toronto Blue Jays and Seattle Mariners are sitting there in that third wild card spot with the Blue Jays one game up. Toronto is minus 185 to make to get that final wild card spot. The Mariners are plus 140. That's interesting. And I've got to go double check the schedules. I would take any other team like the Mariners, which I think their schedule's a little tough. No schedule is tougher than the Blue Jays for themselves in September. Toronto has the worst in-division record in all of baseball. The best out-of-division record in baseball, or second best. The Blue Jays have to face their own division multiple times in September. I know they control their own destiny. The Blue Jays I do not trust in September against all of the AL East. Pretty sure they have to face multiple teams multiple times throughout their own division. Again, have to double check it. Maybe I should just check it right now, just so that I don't sound like, you know, I'm giving you, inf- I don't like giving empty information that um, you can't, like, actually conceptualize. So let's go break down the Toronto Blue Jays. The Blue Jays still have to face the Orioles next week on the road. Then they have to face Texas. They have to face Boston. And they finished their last two weeks of the season facing the Yankees and the Rays twice. The Yankees could still be in the hunt for that wild card spot and play hard. The Rays, maybe they're fighting for the top of the AL East, or at least making sure they stay in certain seating in the wild card race. Those last two weeks, though, for the Blue Jays, the only hope Toronto could have is that the Yankees and the Rays are so far out of winning the division or getting into the postseason that they don't need to try. Bottom line. Blue Jays minus 185, way overpriced. Find someone else to take that third wild card spot. There is clearly value for a team out of the American League to make the wild card who's not named Toronto or who's not named Tampa Bay or Houston. Coming up next, more value on the board for tonight's slate of games. Stay here on Basis Juiced.
Welcome back to Basis Juice presented by Points Bet Sportsbook. We've got a bunch of games, uh, four games, not a bunch, four games on the slate tonight in baseball, two day games. I'm only looking at the night games. Gives Corey some extra time and Howard to cut some of this video. Let's start with an over. I know people who bet love overs. They tell us unders is for sinners. Over eight and a half runs for Detroit and Cleveland. Detroit's lefty Turek Scoobles on the mound, and he has a 9.64 ERA in his last three starts on the road. Cleveland's third baseman, Jose Ramirez, he hits Scoobles well. When the Guardians' slugger, Jose Ramirez, is hitting well, you better watch out for runs. Against Scoobles, Ramirez, 357 with a double and a triple. I also love that it's his last season, and Detroit's future Hall of Famer, Miguel Cabrera, is finally coming into his own. Since May 30th, Miggy is hitting 310 with 13 extra base hits. Yeah, Miggy, 13 extra base hits. Batters are hitting 353 against Cle- Cleveland's righty, Xavion Curry, in his two relief appearances against Detroit. With the wind blowing out and showing a 17% increase in runs, 29% increase in home runs, 33% increase in extra base hits, I like the over eight and a half runs between the Tigers and the Guardians. On to Padres' money line. San Diego just put up 15 runs in two games against the AL East-leading Baltimore Orioles. Against righties with the righty out of Arizona, Zach Allen's pitch mix, the Padres have a 443 expected slugging, which is just outside the top 10 in the, in the Major League Baseball average is 428. So it's 428 for the average, 443 expected slugging for the Padres. The Padres also have their expected weighted on base average, it tied for tied with the Rangers and the Angels for sixth highest in Major League Baseball. Arizona's righty Zach Gallen, 472 road ERA. At home, he's great, sub two ERA. Gallen on the road, that's where you fade him. Arizona's bullpen's bad too, 643 ERA since August 1st. That's the fourth highest in that span. Fade the Arizona pitching, fade the Arizona bullpen. Padres' bats could be heating up. Padres, money line. My favorite strikeout prop of the day. I've seen this juice go heavy to the under of six and a half for Milwaukee's righty Corbin Burns. Even saw a drop to five and a half at points bet sportsbook. Anyone who listens to me knows I will not give you a bad number. I am not telling you to bet the under five and a half. This number is strictly for an under of six and a half. It went from minus 125 to the under to almost minus 150 in spots. At points bet, dropping down to five and a half, it's telling you this number at six and a half was booked way too high. If you could still get six and a half, it's because Burns pitch mix against the Dodgers. The Dodgers have a 19% K rate, which is the fourth lowest in baseball. For Burns to hit seven at this rate, he would have to face an average of 37 batters. The most anyone's faced this year is 33. Under for Burns in six of seven games against low K rate teams, the Dodgers average about four and a half strikeouts a game against righties. And the Dodgers have the 10th lowest carry against righties overall, whether they're out of the pen, whether they're starting. Again, this number was just too low on Burns, under 6.5 Ks for Corbin Burns tonight. Hitter-pitcher matchup, starting with the Mets catcher, Omar Narvez. He's hitting 375 with three doubles and a home run against St. Louis righty Adam Wainwright. St. Louis righty Paul Goldschmidt is my favorite one. Find over at 1.5 total bases at Points Bet Sportsbook. Goldschmidt's hitting 647 with three doubles and three home runs against the Mets lefty, Jose Quintana. Goldschmidt hits really well against lefties. Hits better against lefties than righties. Hits better at home than he does on the road. Or, yes, at home than he does on the road. Um, 
even though I think this game's at City Field, so that doesn't really matter. But hits well against lefties. Paul Goldschmidt over one and a half total bases. Boston's DH Justin Turner. He's hitting 381 with three doubles versus Washington's lefty Patrick Corbin. Boston shortstop Trevor Story, probably my favorite one in this game, hitting 381 with three doubles, a triple, and three home runs against Corbin. Boston center fielder Adam Duval hitting 343 with four doubles and two homers against Corbin. On to San Diego, their right fielder Fernando Tatis Jr. 3.33 with a double and two home runs against Arizona's right-hander, Zach Gallen. San Diego's third baseman Manny Machado also hitting well against Gallen, hitting 300 with the double, excuse me, two doubles and a home run. That's it for us here at Basis Juice, presented by PointsBet Sportsbook. I'm the prop queen, Ariel Epstein. We'll see you tomorrow. Whether it's the spread, money line, or over-under total runs, make sure you're betting within your means every year from April through October. Budget your bets, just like you do for drinks and hot dogs at a game.